0: Hi, y'all. I'm Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks, and it does.
1: Woodstock returned for 2010 to make new musical history with Jefferson Starship performing the music of Jefferson Airplane, Can Heat with Woodstock legends Harvey Mandel, Larry Taylor, and Fido de la Perra, Big Brother in the Holding Company, Janis Joplin's Band, Grateful Dead's Tom Constantin, and hosted by the legendary country Joe McDonald. June 13th, Trip Total Media Amphitheater at Station Square. Reserve seats on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and all Ticketmaster outlets. Feed your head with a free download of the show. The Heroes of Woodstock.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast of promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues music. In episode 49, Eric had a special opportunity to speak one-on-one with Charlie Daniels, legendary singer and violin player, about a show they're going to be doing at the Tribtotal Media Amphitheater on June 4th. It's actually a fundraiser for the National Veterans Wheelchair Games, which will be in Pittsburgh in 2011. You can get more information on that through the VA. The Charlie Daniels Band will be headlining a uh, really a great bill of local musicians as well, featuring Angel Blue and the Prophets, who have been on the podcast several times, the Stickers, Terry Lee Spencer, and the Prophet, Wheels, and Knuckleheads. Uh, The show starts. The doors will open at 5 p.m. It is general admission tickets are real, but Ticketmaster.com and uh, promises to be a long night of some great music so without too much further ado we're going to play you a couple little snippets of Charlie's music to get you in the mood and then we'll go straight into the interview
0: play around in the shade and I ain't got no money but I damn sure got it made cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing if I can't get it on my own Don't like the way I'm living. You just leave this long-haired country boy alone.
1: The Motor City Madman. Rip it out. Got me a rock and roll band. It's a fever. All. Friday, July thirtieth. The Trip Total Media Amphitheater to the at Station Square. Ted Nugent. Why you the, the Nugent's loose. The for tech new are on sale now. Get them at All Ticketmaster or Ticketmaster.com or call 1-800-745-3000. Yes. Presented by Trusty Entertainment and Pittsburgh Concert Group. I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret because
2: I'm the best as ever been.
3: Johnny Ross,
0: and up your bow and play your fiddle hard, cause hell's broke loose in Georgia, and the devil deals at cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold, but if you lose, the devil gets your soul.
3: Today we have legendary fiddler and rock musician Charlie Daniels on the line. Charlie, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Well thanks for having me on partner. It's a pleasure to be with you. Appreciate that.
3: Yeah, it's it's very very great to talk to you. Um Charlie I know we're sort of on a on a little tight schedule here, um, so I just I'm just gonna dive right in here, have have a lot to ask you. Uh so anyway, to start with, um what, what got you started into music? I know you've been doing it about fifty years or more, and uh so, so how how did that get started? Well,
0: I was just uh, a friend of mine taught me taught me a couple of chords on a guitar when I was about uh, fourteen years old, and you know we just kind of started from there. And once I had learned to play, that's all I ever wanted to do, really. Once I got, finally got to work and play a little bit, that's I, I just all I cared about, and just followed, you know, took advantage of every opportunity I could, and you know, tried to tried to see what I could get done, and uh, finally ended up going to. I, I You know, playing in uh, clubs and stuff up until 1967 when I went to Nashville and got into the music scene there. And uh, I signed my first recording contract in 1971. And I uh, had my first hit record in 73, first hit album in 74, first really big hit album in uh, 79 with the album called Me and My Reflections. I went out to Georgia on it and uh, been doing it ever since.
3: Wow, yeah, it's it's a, a long you know a long resume. That's that's for sure. Now, when did the fiddle all fit into this? I started
0: playing fiddle not long after I started playing guitar when I was a kid. Uh, I, I learned a few chords on a mandolin. the mandolin. The mandolin fingerboard on a mandolin is uh, the same as the fingerboard on a fiddle. Of course, you play one with a pick, you play one with a bow, and one you hold under your chin. The other one you hold kind of on your on your belly and. Uh, but there is a correlation between the two, so I I had always liked fiddle. So after I learned a little on the man, and I, somebody brought I showed up the fiddle one day, and I started fooling with it. I laid it aside for a good little while, and when I first started playing at clubs and stuff, because it just wasn't actually what was happening at the time. And uh, but uh, it was a uh, you know it was the thing that I never got away from. And I finally one night I pulled it out and played Orange Blossom Special or something, and people liked it so. <laughs> I put it back in the act, and then when I started recording, I started using it.
3: Yeah, that Orange Blossom special is a, a totally rocking tune, no matter what kind of music you like. I mean, my, my dad's it's in his kind of late cause... 60s, and he likes it, and I, I'm in my early 40s, and I like it, you know? <laughs>
0: it does kind of
3: Yeah, and, and speaking to that, how, how have you been able to achieve uh, such a broad appeal, you know, to cross over between the world of country, the world of rock, um, just... How did you pull that off? Was it intentional, or did it just sort of happen? Well, you know,
0: I've just always been a little bit of a... Uh, of, uh, of, uh, I start to say—I uh, don't—I don't know what you call it. I've had people ask me if I'm an outlaw. I say no, I'm more outcast, probably. But uh, <laughs> I just always—I just can't see—you know—that there's there's different genres of music, but there's not. But twelve notes of music in the world. And, uh, you know, Beethoven used the same 12 notes that Bob Dylan did, it just did it in a, in, a, in a different sort of way. And, and I've just always been very irreverent as far as mixing styles of music is concerned. I just, you know, write something and whatever it, whatever genre it fell into, it just fell into and would just kind of, you know, just kind of go with the flow and let it go wherever it would. And, and it ended up being that particular kind of... Uh, of sound that we had
3: right yeah that's great it's it's great to be able to transcend all the different types you know not be you know cuz nobody can put you in a box that's for sure and that's that's uh definitely you know what i find appealing about you one of the things um uh, you you've been recently inducted into the uh, musicians hall of fame in nashville i believe it was in uh, october last year
0: yeah i think it was in october yeah I, it was a, a huge honor i mean it was just a big big honor i came to nashville back in 67 and, uh, it never was really, it took me a long time to ever really be a part of what was going on in Nashville, uh, through no fault in Nashville, but just because I didn't really fit the mainstream of what was happening there at the time. And, you know, to be accepted by the community and, and to be inducted in, into, uh, a musicians hall of fame. I mean, the one that, uh, you know, honors your picking, uh, Means an awful lot to me, and, and it was a big, it's a big, big thing for me.
3: How does how does that uh, type of induction come about? Is is it a similar process to that of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And uh, for those who aren't familiar, also is is the Musicians Hall of Fame like an older institution than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um, can, can you talk about that a little bit?
0: No, I don't know how old it is. In fact, it's been dislocated right now in Nashville. The building they were in has been taken over by the city to build a new convention center. It's not been. They're working on trying to find a relocation for it, but it is actually a a a, a place where they have displays of uh, of the people who have been inducted. How many years it has been going on, I don't know, and I don't know the process that's gone through to uh, elect somebody. After. There's I think it's the musicianship, the 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 voters. Pardon me, the membership. Uh, the American Federation of Musicians, and I don't know if there's anything added to that or not, but there's a lot of members in the in the union. My understanding is that that's uh, that's one of the one of the things that uh, one of the criteria that they use.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And uh, you were recently also on the uh, Country Music Awards. This was just in, uh, I believe it was in April, and uh, I know you were able to nicely dovetail the the Geico commercial in there. Um, you know, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Wow.
0: That was their idea. I mean, it just uh, they they were they had this opening number with a bunch of the you know a lot of people on it that uh, they went to John Fogri's song of course John came help do it and they wanted me to come out and play fiddle on it and ended up by saying that's how you start a TV show, son <laughs> Which is a was a spin off of the commercial but I don't uh, that was completely that was the people's the at the at the show's idea i mean i bet they wanted to do that and i went out and did it and uh, actually i flew out got on a plane flew out and did it Turned around and came right back because that other things going on at the time and, uh, it was <laughs> it was kind of a whirlwind trip but it
3: worked yeah well that that commercial so darn funny i mean was that you know was that easy to do did you have to do a lot of takes of it or did it, did it come to, come together pretty pretty easily for you
0: well, we did a lot of takes. It was it took quite a quite a bit of take, you know, time to do it. Usually, that's the thing with the TV commercials because they have to shoot it from so many different angles, and uh, you know have to try so many different takes to get exactly. You're only on for like I think the the little vignette, the music and everything, only lasted probably what eighteen twenty seconds or something like that. Right. So you've got uh, when you finish uh you gotta be sure that you've got what what you need before you you know you, you finish so it takes a little a little doing to to make sure it's all you know all together so it's 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 a time-consuming thing but that's you know that's uh that's just the way it is that's just that kind of world and that's that's what it's all about it just takes a little time to to get it done so i didn't mind it was cool
3: yeah yeah it's it's totally a cool commercial now uh, in light of the the recent uh flooding that's taken place in, in Tennessee, um you know I know that that's that's uh you know where you're where you're based from now uh can you talk a little bit about how uh people can help uh with the flood relief efforts there and some of the ongoing projects that that may take place well the, yeah there's
0: several things that are going on I'm supposed to participate in uh something in the next month that's uh, being put together in conjunction with one of the bay, with the baseball game. Uh there is all kind of efforts that gone on. There've been all kind of local telephones, radio phones that have been very successful. One uh, Vince Gill did a telephone on one of the local channels and, and raised uh gosh I think almost two million dollars or something like that. And wow. and the local everybody everybody's fishing in Nashville is very much though it has gotten to be a, a major city and has gotten to be a big city, it is still A very big sense of community around Nashville, and people are are so into helping each other. People were out with boats uh, rescuing people uh, when when this flooding started happening. People got out. My guy that worked at our ranch, Uh, the water got up. I was out of town that Saturday. I got I got home on the Sunday. But the Saturday part of it, uh, I was out of town, and, and I had talked to him on the phone, and there's a place that the water gets up uh, not too far from our house. And a lady, a, a handicapped lady, had driven into it, and had washed her car off the road. And the police had come, but they had no way to get to her. So he took the ranch duly, the the pickup truck It spilled up off the pretty high off the ground and was able to back up and far enough that the police officer could get a rope to her and a life pursuer and get her out of there. But that's just a that's one of the things that I happen to know about, And but one of the thousands of stories that uh, are going on. I had a friend the other day tell me they were going around the neighborhood in a boat because the water was so high, and it was an old couple that were on oxygen, and they were afraid to leave their oxygen, and they were sitting in their house with the water rising. and they had no way to get out, so they went in and got them out. But that's the, that's the sense of community in Tennessee. Nobody sat back and said, come get us. Right. Nobody said, you know, wait for the government. The government's going to do this, or the city government, or the state government, or federal government. Tennessee's called a volunteer state, and it's got a very much a volunteer spirit. So as soon as people understood that their neighbors and people they didn't even know for that matter were in trouble... They were immediately out there. And the volunteer situation now with people just going out. Everybody, the people who water came up in their house, their walls, their flooring, their rugs, everything has got to be torn out because of the mold that the water causes. And so many people are out volunteering just knocking out drywall and pulling up rugs and flooring and letting people live in their houses. And just a sense of community. And when it comes time to to, to give money, the local people are great about doing that. And I'm sure if anybody you know has a heart for it that's outside of the uh, you know outside there, he would like to. They'd probably get on the. On the internet and find out, and of course, the Red Cross helps out, the Salvation Army helps out, Operation Blessing, the Samaritan's Purse, uh, several Christian organizations. that came to town. In fact, the first people on the scene was an outfit uh, from a 700 Club in uh, in, uh, in Virginia called the Operation Blessing, and they were there. I mean, they they don't wait. They just come in, and 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 the local people don't wait. They won't wait for anybody. They come in, they do what they need to do. Let's get let's get the people rescued first, and then let's see about taking care of them, getting them a place to stay, getting them some food and water, and that's all happened. I mean, it's happened in 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 that community because that's the kind of heart people have, and they they risk their own lives to help to rescue other people. It's it's a great place, and. and the community has come together so wonderfully, and and you know they really believe in taking care of their own. So, uh, the one thing that I would like to tell people, Nashville, Tennessee, is open for business. If you make plans on going to to Nashville for the numerous uh, uh, tourist situat things that are that going there, are going to the Grand Ole Opry. The Grand Ole Opry is in business. It's gonna go on every time it's scheduled to go. It may be in a different building. In fact they're moving back to the Ramon Auditorium uh this this coming week and we'll probably be there for a good part of the year until we get the Opera House open back up in the fall. But I mean it's going on. Business is back open. The, the the Nashville, Tennessee is open for business. So if you've got a plan to go to Nashville, go ahead and go because you the people will welcome you with open
3: arms. That's great. That's great, and the volunteerism, right? That's that's the only way things really get done, They're the best way.
0: Yeah, yeah so that's, absolutely. Uh, well, you can't, you know. And the, that's that is that is, is what it's going to take to to do anything because we can't. The, the, our, our governments, our, our 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 federal government, our state government, and our local government, and especially the federal government, is too big and too cumbersome with too many layers of red tape to go through to expect them to do anything in a hurry. Right. I mean, they can't, it's just not, it's not designed that way. It's not like you call the local fire department and they come out. It's like it's got to go through triplicate and duplicate and this bureaucrat and that bureaucrat before they can even dispatch anybody. I mean, there's a protocol for it. So uh, people in the community helping each other, that's what it's all about. That's what works and that's what happened in Tennessee.
3: That's great. Okay, well Charlie, uh, let's talk a little bit about the show that's coming up. You'll be in Pittsburgh at the uh, amphitheater at Station Square on uh, June 4th. Um, yes, we will. Uh, yeah, uh, are, uh is there uh I, I saw the latest album you did, to, like a Christmas album, so I don't know how much of that, you know, you'd be able to bring out, but uh is there uh, you know, new material, old material, uh, what what all can I, can we expect uh, as we would attend that show? Well, we, of course,
0: we always do the songs that people expect us to do. I mean, you know, people come to see you because they come to see us because they've heard us do Devil Went Out of Georgia and Lady in a Woolly Swamp and Sal's so Gonna Do It, Long Hair Country Boy. And, you know, the songs that they're, that they're familiar with, people have a perfect right to expect you to do those tunes. Sure. And uh, we always do them. We put a little new twist on them sometimes, and we always have some surprises. We always have something that... Uh, very possibly you haven't heard us do before. We'll go back and grab an old song that uh, was maybe an album cut, that uh, Saddle Tramp, for instance, or Birmingham Blues, or something like that.
3: And you know, we're always throwing things in. We
0: have some surprises for you.
3: That's great. Yeah, I, I, I did see you about maybe seven or eight years ago, and it was thoroughly enjoyable when you were at uh, Westmoreland County Fairgrounds in the in the Pittsburgh area, and that was that was a blast.
0: Well, we're still rocking.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Charlie, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. It was truly an honor, and uh, I enjoyed talking to you very much.
0: Well, I enjoyed talking to you very much, and I appreciate it. I hope we'll see you up there.
3: Yes, yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Get ready to kick it out. Hearts goes crazy on you.
1: Hearts Red Velvet Car Tour. Hearts. Friday, August 6th, Trip Total Media Amphitheater at Station Square. Get Hart's new album, Red Velvet Car, coming in July. Reserve seats at all Ticketmaster locations at Ticketmaster.com or call 1-800-745-3000 on the Entertainment event. It's
0: the Cowboys and the Hippies and the Rebels and the Yanks. You just go and lay your hand on the Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I think you're gonna finally understand. And you never did think that it ever would have happened again. In America, did you? You never did think that we'd ever get together again. We're damn sure,
2: you? We're walking real proud and we're talking real loud again. In America, you never did think that it ever would have happened again.
1: B.B. King, one of the greatest guitarists in the world, is making his way back to Pittsburgh. Three. Tuesday, July 13th, come and see the King of the Blues, B.B. King, and Willie Nelson's son, Lucas, at the Amphitheater at Station Square. B.B. King's infectious blues, rock, and R&B make I for a show that is not to be missed. Get together, let the good time. Go. Get your tickets now at all Ticketmaster locations or ticketmaster.com. B.B. King and Lucas Nelson, Tuesday, July 13th at the Amphitheater at Station Square.
0: The tickets always go fast, so don't
1: be the only one to say that you weren't there. The legendary BB King is back in the Bird Tuesday, July 13th at the Amphitheater at Station Square. I've loved nothing but the blues. Don't miss the King of the Blues in Pittsburgh. BB yeah. King and Lucas Nelson, July 13th, another Drusky Entertainment event.
2: All right, folks, there you have it. Charlie Daniels, a great interview Eric did with him. Really a commendable job. I uh, just wanted to reiterate the songs you heard on the show today. Long-Haired Country Boy followed by The Devil Went Down to Georgia as if that song needed an introduction. Uh, also, In America, a song that uh, probably every person who's ever been to Heinz Field for a Steeler game has heard. The song is actually called In America. Again, the show is June 4th at the Trip Total Media Amphitheater. Some great guests. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. You can find all the exacts on the show at DruskyEntertainment.com. And uh, promises to be a great night. Wanted to direct you to our website, ironcityrocks.com. We've got a couple of contests going on right now you might want to enter. There's still a very limited amount of time to enter to win tickets to see Lizzie Borden at the Hard Rock Cafe. That shows on the 28th of May. Also, One Sweet Berg, which is a Dave Matthews tribute band, is going to be playing the Altar Bar on June 4th as well, so there's tickets for that up for grabs, and also a pair of tickets to see Winger at the Fate Lounge on June 16th. All of those are on the contest page, and you can find links to all the bands, etc. You can find links to our Twitter, MySpace, and Facebook. We invite you to become a fan or a follower of the podcast on any of those, and we hope you enjoy the show. But before we go, I want to play a little snippet of my favorite Charlie Daniels song. This song is called Uneasy Rider. Uh, one of those songs where I don't even believe he says the phrase in the song, but a uh, great song I'm sure many of you have heard before. This is Uneasy Rider from the Charlie Daniels Band, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: I'd better go ahead and split before the cops got there.
1: When I hit the road, I was really wheeling. Had the gravel flying and rubber squealin' and I didn't slow down until well, I was almost to Arkansas. Well, I think I'm going to reroute my trip. I
0: wonder if anybody would think I'd flipped if I went to L.A. via Omaha.